Welcome to the Education, Career, and Beyond podcast. We've combined life experience with young adult drive and ambition. Are you just starting to college plan? Did you finish your education and wonder, now what? Join us in this lively discussion about the topics you need to know to create the next stage of your life's dreams, careers, finances, education, and more. Brought to you by Voice for Heroes 501c3. Welcome to another great episode of the Education, Career, and Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Amy Scruggs, alongside our other wonderful host, Capri Suarez, at college in Indiana at Purdue University. And it's a a fun week this week. Ed is out sick. We miss him dearly. However, if there was a week for him to be sick, this was it, because we're going to really deal with a lot of things pertaining to women. Now, guys, you're still going to have a lot to learn from this as well. And parents, if you're watching, this is a really important topic so that you can keep an eye out on your young adults, but we have Rebecca Whitman and she is a specialist and an amazing sought after coach when it's dealing with women and burnout, which I think I speak, I can speak and say, definitely I've experienced that off and on over the years. And she really wants to help individuals and to help women have an abundant life and those seven, what she calls her seven figures of abundancy and those seven practices. But we're going to talk about that today in her background and also how we can help you to identify those key targets and what to do. Rebecca, thank you so much for being on the show. Hi, Amy. It's so great to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, we are really impressed with you, and this is a powerful topic we haven't discussed yet. We talk about all the things we need to do in staying empowered and engaged and all the different careers and different ways that we can get stuff done, but what happens when you hit that wall? So before we get into kind of our question and answer, because Capri and I are chomping at the bit to ask you some questions, we would love for our audience to know more about you. So if you could share a little bit your background. I know we were talking off camera a little bit, and I'm excited to hear your story of what led you to us today. Sure. I moved to LA 22 years ago and I had a dream of being an actress and I had small parts on big shows like Friends, CSI, and 24. And I didn't quite get that big break. So I found myself working at children's acting schools, which I really enjoyed because I don't have kids. And during the day when the kids were at school, my schedule was my own. And I found myself attending lectures with great thought leaders like Michael Beckwith, Esther Hicks, Wayne Dyer, Marion Williamson. And I started applying the law of attraction to my finances. And I was shocked to be making six figures working part-time at a children's acting school. The one area that I didn't apply it to as well was my love life. And I was in the habit of picking emotionally unavailable narcissistic men. I even married one hoping he would change. He did not. And three years later, I filed for divorce. As my marriage was slowly unraveling, my dad was slowly dying in a nursing home. And then one of our last conversations, he asked me to write a book. And I had no idea what to write. Fast forward a few months later, my dad made his transition. My marriage was over. And I was sitting across the desk from my financial planner. And he said, Rebecca, I'm shocked to inform you that you're actually a millionaire this year through your through your job at the kids acting school and your real estate and your stocks, you made it to millionaire status. Yet this is, this is the year you lost your marriage and your dad. And I think you should Mm -hmm. write a book and empower people about how you are so resilient. So I looked at my life and I realized that I was cultivating seven key areas that I now call my seven pillars of abundance. And when you have all seven areas of of life in alignment, 
you can be, do, or have anything you want. Now I am happily married to my soulmate. As you so kindly said, I've been rated uh, life coach of the year. I just got rated top seven entrepreneurs by LA Weekly. Like it's crazy how much is happening through having an aligned life and while not being burned out. So my mission now is to empower people to go from burned out and overwhelmed to balanced, beautiful and abundant and show people that you can still have everything you want in life without that hustle and grind. Wow. And you really just walked through so quickly on what was probably some incredibly painful and difficult times that you went through. Were you finding a place in yourself that you were reaching in and challenging yourself? Or do you feel like it was a little blurred at that time and you're only really seeing how you went through it in hindsight? I was very aware of it. Um, I am sober, so I was not numbing myself with alcohol or drugs. And I'm really grateful that I had women and support groups and friends to be able to process my pain as I was going through it. And now I know after going through something like that, that pain will pass. Some people become depressed. Like I had a client who was depressed for 22 years because she lost her, her sister and her mom. But I realized that our soul is kind of like the, the sky. It's, it's just neutral and emotions are like the weather and they will come and go. So I, I did go through that dark time, but I came out the other side and, and now I'm not scared of pain anymore because I know that it will pass. Speak with me a little bit. And then I know Capri's got a list of questions on the diversity in some of the clients and the individuals that you work with, because, you know, our, our audience here being young adults, and we really do talk a lot on this show about mentorship and reaching out, asking for those resources and help. Are you working with, and I know primarily women of all ages and how you're seeing that difference? I do work with women of all ages and I work with women who feel stuck. So they usually feel stuck in a toxic relationship that they don't know how to get out of. So I help them get out of that relationship and manifest their soulmate. And I also help women create a six-figure side hustle. They could even create it while they were in college. And I really love empowering women to get unstuck in their love life and in their finances. Capri, I'm going to turn it over to you. I think she just hit something there, didn't she? In college. (laughs) I I know. Can you go into that just a little more about like how maybe how you can get to that six figure side hustle you were saying without all the like um, hustle and grind that will lead you to absolute burnout and kind of how balance is interwoven with that? Sure. Well, there's two different types of energy. There's masculine energy, which wants to compete, control, conquer. And that is how women were taught to achieve in the workforce. So we, you know, first had to like dress like men and wear suits and everything. And now, even though women can dress feminine, we're still expected to work like they do to achieve results. And the way that I teach women how to get results is through their feminine energy. I actually call myself the magnetic abundance mentor. And when women are in their feminine, they are magnetizing people, opportunities, success. They don't have to chase. They actually draw opportunities to them. 
for example, like me being on your show, right? I, I drew you guys to me. So it is just a difference in how you see life. And when you have these pillars of life present, like you are spiritually fit with the morning practice, you are working out, you do have time for friends, you do have romance in your life, you're happy. And when you're happy, you are actually going to be attractive to people that want to do business with you versus going out and just pushing yourself to exhaustion and not having any energy and you won't be able to show up as your best self. Wow. You mentioned the law of attraction, which is, sounds a lot like magnetism to me. Um, can you go into a little more detail about how you start applying that in your life? Like what are some practical steps you can take to start applying it? <laughs> Sure. I think that the gift that I'm going to give your listeners is a great way to start. When I was your age, I found myself in a 12-step meeting and I sat next to a woman named Janet and she's like, this is how you write in a God journal. And she gave me these journal prompts. I had been doing them for years. I used them to graduate from college with honors. I actually graduated from Princeton University wow. and I kept doing these journal prompts. I added a few along the way and now I call it my abundance journal. And every single morning, I start my day by doing this journal. If you're not a morning person, it works just as effectively as at night. And what it does is it helps shift your thoughts from negative to positive, from scarcity to abundance. And it also helps you have a gratitude practice because you write what you're grateful for. And then another thing that I have you write is what you surrender. A lot of people know about gratitude, but I actually encourage people in this journal to write a, a surrender list. And a surrender list is thinking of all the things in your mind that are causing you fear and anxiety and then surrendering them and just getting them out of your mind onto paper. And I think a great way to start working with the law of attraction would be to do this abundance journal. Also in the book I wrote, How to Make a Six-Figure Income Working Part-Time, after every, every pillar, there are three affirmations that you can start working with to get results. For example, uh, after the first chapter, it says, I am a spiritual being having a human experience. I have a connection to the divine that gives me peace and ease. I am able to go with the flow and know that everything works out for me. That's so That's beautiful. beautiful. It is, it is so powerful and it works so much. You know, it's funny. I have to tell you a story when before COVID my slogan and at the end of my email signature, everything I did was helping professionals how to be contagious, not competitive. And then COVID hit and I couldn't use that anymore. <laughs> So I changed it to magnetic. And so I use the word magnetic all the time, even as, as a media coach, when I'm helping people to find their message and become comfortable in how they present themselves, you have to find that level of magnetism in you if you want people to resonate with you. And I love that you brought that up. I want to touch on something and go back. You just glossed over quickly. It was a big deal that you went to Princeton. Yeah. You've got a lot of college students and this is our audience here. If you can walk back with us into that time at Princeton, based on what you understand now about this type of abundant thinking and, and balance and avoiding burnout, but remembering what it was like to be in college, what are some of the warning signs that you remember being there, not maybe just with you, but, but your, your cohorts around you that we could help our young adults look out for? Well, part of the uh, the journey of my going to Princeton, it, it was really 
the most painful time of my life. I would say it was even harder than the divorce and losing my dad because I didn't have these tools and mm -hmm. I was not on a spiritual path. When I, when I started at Princeton, I was an atheist and a perfectionist and I thought I had to do everything perfectly and I had to do it myself and I didn't have any faith. And I actually hit a bottom with uh, alcoholism and an eating disorder. And that's when I started going to 12 step meetings and I got on a spiritual path and I don't think I could have graduated from Princeton without having uh, these principles in my life. So I would say the signs of burnout in college are just no joy, just nothing, nothing like makes you happy or excited. Um, just feeling super competitive. Like there's yeah. not enough to go around, not enough love, not enough money, not enough attention, not enough A's, whatever it is, just a feeling of not enoughness not doing self-care, like not getting enough sleep, not eating healthy, right. not training, uh, you know, just not washing and showering and brushing your teeth and all that, not changing your clothes or doing laundry, like just like a lack of self-care. And then of course, addiction, like if you're doing, you know, alcohol, drug, uh, stimulants to stay up all night, to pull all nighters, um, all of that is going to lead to burnout. So I really think uh, this book and my teachings would really help someone graduate from college in a very healthy way where they would come out of college, not only with good grades, they would have good self-esteem and they would have vibrant health. Capri, I'd love you to speak on this a little bit with her because you're in your second year and I, I know you have a lot of friends and, and those around you. What are you noticing and how did this resonate with you? I mean, I definitely, when you said some of the things that you mentioned, like just kind of not partaking in self-care and honestly, the joy one really resonated with me because I think a big part of my life is kind of one of, it's on my um, uh, like wall because it's something that I take joy in every day, but it says, do one thing a day that will spark joy in your life. And I think that's such a big thing because it's like there are hard moments in every day. Like that's not that's a given. Life isn't easy. But if you're able to find the joy in that and kind of use that to keep motivating you throughout your day, I think it becomes a lot easier. So like once you see yourself kind of going down that slope, maybe take a minute to practice some gratitude like you were saying earlier and just maybe go out of your way, even if it's like a 10 minute walk outside to just find something that brings back a little bit of that joy. And I find that just to be extremely motivating. I like that you said walking, because I think one of the things that I started doing at Princeton was doing nature walks to oh. music that I loved. And that was an ancient history when we actually made mixtapes, but now you can, <laughs> I had those. <laughs> you can pick your favorite channel on Spotify or Pandora and just take a walk in nature mm -hmm. and I think that is such a grounding thing to do to help prevent burnout. And I love what you said, Capri, about finding the joy, like find one thing each day that gives you joy, even if it's simple, a simple thing like a cup of coffee or petting a dog that you see on the way to class and just being present with that moment. Because when, when you're in college, everything seems like it's out into the future. Like you're doing this so you can graduate, so you can get a job, so you can you know, have a house and a family and all this stuff, but you're missing the joy of the moment and true joy and happiness is found in just doing your day and finding those moments that spark joy, like your reminder says in your dorm. 
And I think it's so much tougher today for our young adults. I mean, Rebecca, I just see what these kids are going through. My daughter's the same age as Capri, my youngest, and in her second year of college, and what I see her go through in trying to find that joy and keep herself in the midst of all of this. And then my other children that go all the way up into the early 30s, they've just already taken a beating. How can we help these kids not only thrive and find this abundance and these gratitude while getting through college, but then boom, they hit that and it's the now what? Now everybody's all eyes are on them. What are you going to do? What career are you going to have? How, how can we help them really carry this into each next phase that's going to be completely different than what they're doing now? It's a start over when they leave college. Well, you don't want to fall into what I call over thereism. Like I'll, I'll be happy when I get over there, right? Mm-hmm. When I graduate college, when I get the job, when I get the family, when I get the kids, when the kids get into college, when that, when I have grandkids and then before you know it, you're a grandparent, like on your rocking chair going, oh my God, the, my whole life I've been waiting to get over there. And now my life is almost over and I missed out on the joy and the happiness. So I would say to enjoy the journey, enjoy the process of graduating, of looking for jobs. You know, when you're young, literally the world is your oyster. You have every opportunity. And I like to call it self by process of elimination. Like try different things, different jobs, different careers, different friends, different relationships, different hobbies. And if it feels good, keep doing it. If it doesn't resonate, then try something else. And I really don't think people are an adult until they're 30. So I feel like your 20s are just time to like try different things and just play and move a few times. I mean, just have fun with life. It's kind of like, you know, you're in a whole new playground when you graduate college at age 22 and just enjoy it. I don't I don't know about other parents. Uh, I do have stepkids that are in their early 20s, but I don't expect anything from anyone until they turn 30. I agree with that. I do. <laughs> I see it with my own kids completely. Yeah. And I know what, what my journey was and not even finding myself till my mid thirties. And yeah. I completely get that. I, I know that you focus so heavily on helping women, which is just so incredible. Why do you see that, that women have more of a tendency, I think, to experience this burnout. I think we, our gender that we tend to take more on. Um, How has it been for you specializing with women and what do you see with that versus maybe some of the men and, and what they go through at the same stages? I think women are taught to be selfless, that that is a badge of honor to put everyone else first. And I think of our energy as tea, which I'm drinking, if we keep giving to everyone, our boss, our kids, our spouse, our friends, and we keep giving of ourselves, eventually we're going to deplete and get burned out and exhausted. But I like to teach my women, uh, my clients that self-care is not selfish. If you fill up your cup and you do the self-care, whether that's your morning practice, working out, girl time, having fun, spa time, like you said, Capri, walking in nature, you fill yourself up first and then you show up and you are the better spouse, the better mom, the better employee or employer and the better friend. And people don't like being around someone who's completely exhausted and complaining how tired they are all the time anyway. So um, I would say learning how to say no 
And this is a big thing. Don't do anything out of fear, obligation, or guilt. If mm. something does not light you up and get you excited, it is okay to say no. And Rebecca, that was not in the handbook when we were growing up. I think my the handbook I received was you absolutely do that out of obligation and guilt and because that's what you're supposed to do. What I do love is that we're changing the communication for our young women today. We are. Is we are empowering them. And when we grew up, it was all a big competition over male attention and women were just so competitive. And what I love about the younger generations as they are all about collaboration over competition and it trickled to our generation. So now we're all about collaboration and it is such a great shift. It's so much more fun to collaborate with women instead of compete with them. And that's another reason why I love coaching women is I just love watching them light up and watching their lives take off. Capri, what conversations are you noticing with your friends as far as what is expected of you as a young woman? Oh, such a great question. Um, I think that, oh, I might need a minute to think about it. I think, <laughs> well, it's it's different when you like having your conversation with your friend, you know, just kind of, I don't, I feel like shooting the breeze isn't really the right word, but just kind of like complaining, like, I feel like very small talk thing is to complain about how tired you are, how much work you have, but really to see how much of an opportunity it is that we get to be here. I was, um, uh, the other day I was hanging out with some friends and we were just talking about how like our younger selves would have loved to be where we are today. And that's hard, but you can still kind of take that accomplishment and be like, oh, I said yes to these opportunities, which puts me here now. And I have another choice to choose which opportunities I continue to take. I think that goes into a little bit of what you were saying, where you used to only be able to say yes. Well, now it's I have put in the work so that I'm able to say no and open more doors to paths that I want to take. That's powerful, Capri. Yeah. And it's you me 50 years to figure that out. <laughs> and it's like changing the conversation from scarcity to abundance. Like mm-hmm. you get to be in college, you get to take classes, you get to learn. So many kids uh, around the world would love the opportunity to go to yeah. college in America and yes. have that, you know, academic lifestyle without a lot of pressure to pay a mortgage or take care of a family. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's such a privilege and an honor to have a college education and to really appreciate it rather than complain about it. That is something, a practice that I would say uh, is everybody's assignment who's listening just yes. for uh, seven days or even one day if seven days is too hard, like don't complain. See and see how your life changes. That's That's huge. Wow. That's huge. Rebecca, I know that you've got some great resources for our audience. I'm going to pull your link tree up here. And also in the show notes, you're going to see her website and her link tree so that you can have all of these resources wherever you're consuming this podcast and enjoying it. It will be there. But talk to us about some of the things that you offer, because I think that it's really incredible that we make sure that there's resources there. So anyone listening to this, say you they identified with this. That's me. I'm starting to burn out. I'm feeling that. How can how can they get help today? Sure. Well, I have uh, my link tree, which Amy just posted, and I have 
different ways to work with me. You can have a manifest love call. You can book a free breakthrough call if you feel like you're burning out or feel stuck. Um, you can actually listen to my podcast, The Balance, Beautiful and Abundant Show. And I even have a free guest pass to attend a women's group coaching circle that I do every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, where you can get communication. Uh, community accountability and support from me and other women. So there's so many ways to get support. And of course, in my link tree is the abundance journal. So all of these things are different ways to get support from me. And I am here for you. I know how challenging it is to be a young adult. And that is where I found my biggest challenge in life and I grew the most and I would love to support you. You can keep in touch with me on Instagram at Rebecca E. Whitman and I do answer my DMs. And yeah, if you have any questions about anything we discussed today, I am here to help you and you can graduate college and become a young adult and do it with ease and flow. I'm here to tell yes. you that you do not have to burn out and it doesn't have to be so hard. Wow. Thank you so much for joining us here today, Rebecca. I had a great time, truly. I'm feeling very rejuvenated after this episode. <laughs> I don't know. Right? I think this is the girl talk I needed. Yes. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. To all of our listeners, remember Rebecca's little challenge and let's try not to complain for seven days. And if you liked our content, make sure you subscribe, follow us on Instagram, and of course, follow Rebecca too. Thank you so much. And we'll see you all next week on the Education Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you.